welcome to another episode of the Staff Meeting Podcast. I'm Ed. And I'm Claudia. And Pika's over there. And the sky is gray. I don't know. It's an icky looking day. That yeah. rhymed. It is. It's been icky these last couple days. It has. Down here, it's been raining a lot. It's been pretty bad. That's normal Miami summer. This is true. Anyway, how are you? I'm great. Yay. Good. Not like I stayed up really late last night on TV Tropes. It's okay. I did the same, but playing Watch Dogs 2. Yeah. Which is weird, because Watch Dogs 2 isn't great. It's just entertaining enough that I finished it. Oh, okay. But it's the same thing as, like... I mean, the games seem pretty mediocre. It is. It is. The whole time, they're like, oh, we're going to go against the system who keeps killing and screwing people over but we're gonna do that by killing and screwing people over yeah like what are you doing this is stupid and they have like the there's a side mission that has the protagonist from the first game mm-hmm. but like i heard a lot of people didn't like seconds. him like my mom uh, not my mom my sister <laughs> my mom doesn't like him so <laughs> my sister played playing. the first one and she finished it and she was like oh i don't like him he doesn't really have any character He's yeah like, she's like the story is weird Oh, no, the whole thing is really it's dumb. Re- yeah. Well, watchdogs aside, today we're going to talk about Esperanza Spalding. She's lovely. Jazzy bass goddess, like... I love her. Like, literal, for me at least, one of my biggest um, musical inspirations she's to also, sound. She's also, I mean, she's incredibly talented. Blech, words. She's talented and she's beautiful and it... Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> God help me. Just stumbling over our words talking about her. I can't... Okay, if you guys haven't seen her already, just Google a picture of her. She's gorgeous. Oh, oh my heart. My heart. <laughs> my heart. Have what? you seen her in concert, Ed? I have seen her once. Yeah, I same. saw her with my, with my dad a few years ago, and uh, she did this thing where... Because she was playing her upright. She's a bass player. Bass players... Me. She was playing her upright and, and she started like, you know, doing a little dance while she was playing and it might have been the most attractive thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it yeah. Was, it was ridiculous. You've seen her uh, what, what, twice or once? I've seen her twice. Ah. I saw her during the, not the, I saw her during the Chamber Music Society tour, mm-hmm. which was a little bit before, um, before or after she won her Grammy and she That's got on the radar. And then I saw her for the next album, which is the Radio Music uh, Society tour, which is when we were in high school and we were in the play. This is true. Yeah. I remember, I think I have the, the radio... Oh, no. I just lost it. What was the words? What was the second album again? Uh, her second album's the Chamber oh. Music Society one. Oh, I have the Radio Music Society album. Yeah. That's in my room. Yeah. That's the one with her sitting on the boombox on the cover. Yeah, yeah, that's a nice one. That's a good album. It's a really great album. great album. I think it's my favorite out of all of hers. Is it really? Yeah, I think it's my favorite album. I think her Chamber one might be my favorite, but they're all good. But I like her. I also like her first album also a lot. Well, yeah, Oliver. Oh God, Oliver stuff is great. She's so good. Mm-hmm. It's very diverse. Yes, like she I is. can't rate them on the same level because they're different. Gen- they're like different genre mixes in every album. Because you get your jazz, you get your uh, your R and B, your soul. 
You got more of a funky thing. Your bossa nova, your yeah. jazz fusion, that fun stuff. Yeah. So um, let's start, I guess, with uh, early, early Esperanza. Let's see Yee. how she came up. So she was born in Portland, which, oh boy. Great art city, the city of roses. She is my favorite person to come out of Portland. She actually has a song off Radio Music Society called The City of Roses, which is inspired is by Portland. Very true. So if you listen to that song, which it's a beautiful song, great song. I sound like Trump now, but whatever. Yeah, but you actually know what you're talking <laughs> but about. But I know what I'm talking about. So, there's that. So you'll know it's in reference to Portland, Oregon. So she, um, I mean, her parents were, was it Welsh, Native American, Hispanic descent, like that whole She's, she got that mix going on. Yeah, and her dad's black. This is true. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, what is it? She speaks at least three languages. Because I know she has songs in she English, songs Spanish, and Portuguese. Portuguese. I think she also she's also sung in French. Uh, well, Portuguese I believe isn't too also. Far from French. It just sounds like wrong Spanish. They're all no. They're all. It's all that romantic language area. Mm-hmm. They're all around the same area. So. Yeah. So she taught herself how to play violin at five. Yeah. Which, at five, I was playing Pokemon, and at twenty-two, I'm playing Pokemon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Always. Well, the way it got started was that her mom noticed that her daughter was really. Her mom was a single mom raising um, mm-hmm. uh, Esperanza and her brother, and her mom noticed that she was able to reproduce Beethoven by ear. Like she would listen and she could and she could p- play out the notes. Which is nuts. Absolutely and nuts. Her mom almost became a touring musician as well. Her mom almost became a singer. I did not know that. Which is pretty cool so that means music runs in her family. And her and I know I know she she mentioned this in one of her concerts that she was like Oh, one of my biggest inspirations to take up, like, a string instrument was she saw Yo-Yo Ma yeah. on the TV when she was a little kid. She saw him on an episode of yeah. Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, which, jeez, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, she says that her when she was around eight, like, her mom actually studied jazz guitar a little bit mm-hmm. in college, which was neat. So, uh, she said in an interview, she said going to class with her, she'd sit under the piano. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah, she, yeah. I read about that in an interview she mentioned also. Which is super neat. And that's how she got, like, connections with... Because she, she would take her lessons at the college. Like, her mom mm-hmm. was taking lessons at also. That's how she got her violin lessons in later on. So she started performing at clubs in, in Portland, you know, mm-hmm. as a teen. Uh, she got her first gig at 15 at a blues club. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. She played with a lot of people, too. She played in the Chamber Music Society of Oregon, which is pretty, not, it's pretty prestigious, locally, at least, because, like, being a chamber musician's not easy, and she was concertmaster by the time she left when she started playing more popular music, like jazz and R&B and stuff like that. So, apparently, she had intended to play cello, but then she discovered bass and kind of preferred that. Mm Mm-hmm. But that's good. I mean, I can't play bass all that well at all. What? I can't play bass at all. Well, I mean, I could do the bare minimum, but... Everyone thinks that playing bass is easy because you're like, oh, you just play like one, two, three... It is not easy. I will... I don't want to go on a rant here, but basically, it's not easy. Like, 
That's difficult. I haven't studied this far and gotten this far in my degree or in my practice to Pika, be like, to bass? have people say, oh, it's easy. It's not. Pika seems worked up about bass. Pika, do you play bass? He's an honorary bass player. He doesn't need to be. I can feel the soul of a fellow bass player in Pika. I mean, I feel the sass, and his owner has a bass tattoo, so I guess that works. Yep. You done? You done there, buddy? You gonna? He's looking away from us now. He's like. Yeah. Okay. Oh no, I guess not. Great. Thank you. Pika. <laughs> We're done now. It was cute. Now it's annoying. So she left high school at sixteen. She got her GED. I'm gonna ignore you, Pika. Yeah. Because stop. <laughs> so she enrolled in a music scholarship program at Portland State, which is cool. So. She remembers being uh, the youngest player in the program. Yeah. But, you know, she lacked kind of the training of her fellow students, so... And it's but funny... But were still recognizing her talent, so they're kind of... Yeah, and it's funny when I was, like, binging, like, learning about her and who she was. It's funny to hear her say, like, oh, I'd play in nightclubs when I was, like, 15, playing yeah, bass, and she, and, and she would... She only knew one line, one line on the bass... And she would just play that. And then, like, one of the other musicians noticed her. And the reason she was able to grow is because he or she was, like, she they could sit in on rehearsals with her with their band. Mm-hmm. And so she could, she could actually, like, learn something. And eventually it just grew into her gigging with them regularly. Which is pretty dope. Pika, Which is a really good... Pika, don't do it. Why is this your noisiest episode? He loves Esperanza Spaulding. That's As why. do I, but... Pika, we're doing a thing. Thank you. Which, sure. to continue, if anyone knows, you, you get that opportunity, especially if you're just learning to gig, to learn from gigging musicians, and then they, you know, that's just the whole connecting and network part of it, because then you get them, they know you, they know that you know what you need to know, and that's actually a name of her song. Yes. <laughs> I just referenced that without even actually referencing it. But I know you know. That's the song. And that's actually what we're starting today's episode with, which is great. It's one of my personal favorites. Actually, it might be the song that got me into my music in the beginning. I don't know. Who sh- I don't know how I found her first. I think I'm gonna have been the song I found from her first was She Got To You. That's a good one. That's a really good one. That is a very and good And then one. I heard Little Fly oh, not, yeah. soon, not long afterwards. And then... Uh, my, one of my personal favorites is Winter Sun. Which I is love a, Winter, Winter Sun. Winter Sun's a really great song. That's a fantastic one. In fact, here's a little bit of Winter Sun. Once autumn's glow has gone away And gray cotton clouds like lousy days You're the Alrighty, that was Winter Sun. A very delightful song. I'm fairly certain it was. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, when we left off, she had uh, enrolled in in a music scholarship at Portland State, and she moves on to going to Berkeley, which is very, very cool. Mm -hmm. Um, She got a scholarship to go there, full ride. Yeah, which is... She almost left music. That she did. But Pat Metheny, who if you don't know, he's a really big jazz guitarist Mm -hmm. um he convinced her not to quit he was like you have 
the X factor, the thing. You just need to work hard at it. So she kept on it, which, you know, it worked out very well for her because she ended up becoming the youngest instructor there in that institution's history at 20. After she had graduated. So she graduated college and then the same year they hired her to be an instructor. And it's not like she was a TA. No, she, she was like a full on street teacher. Yeah. Basically. Really, really cool. Mm hmm. So uh, that same, in, around that same period of time, because this is in 2006. Yeah. That's when she released her debut album, which was Junjo. With her trio. Yes. With their names are difficult. But, is yeah. Joseph Mela as the drummer and... Oh, no, this one's Francisco Mela. Francisco Mela. And, and then... Ortiz and then Esperanza. So, yeah. on that one, we get the Peacocks, Loro... Humpty Dumpty, Mumpuana, which is a really good one, actually. Mm-hmm. I, I really like that one. A lot of the album is in Portuguese or Spanish. Yes, it is. Which is way different from... You'll see, like, if you go and listen to her catalog of music, everything is super different from... It changes a lot, which is really, really cool. It's, it's a cool because she... I, I get the feeling... I, I get the feeling, like, her as an artist, she's like, I'm interested in all these different genres. Why do I have to keep myself contained to one? Exactly. If she studied jazz bass, why does she have to keep herself contained to jazz bass? Mm-hmm. And you find that with every... Because her second album, Esperanza, which came out May 26, 2008... Yeah. It is more of, like, a traditional jazz album with... Like it's like traditional jazz mixed with like Latin jazz. Now this is another one that has English, Spanish, and Portuguese, but it's a bit more even on this one. Yeah. Now in this album we get "I Know You Know," which is what we started the podcast with. Yeah. Um, we've got "She's Got to You," which we mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, "Love in Time," which, which is our ending song. It's in every episode of the podcast. Which I get some people ask about that, which is weird. Guys, there are show notes. You can see them. It has every example that we use, every intro, every outro, which all the outros are the same. Mm-hmm. There's always a brief summation of what the episode is, and there's a compliment. So read it. You get a compliment. It makes your day a little nicer. So yeah. And you can get the names of every, like Ed said, every example we every use. Every example. I put it all in there. Mm-hmm. And they're all in order, too. So I don't, mm-hmm. I don't put the timestamps, because no... But it they they show up in order of when I use them. Yeah. So it makes it a little easier. Uh, after Esperanza, we move on to Chamber Music Society, mm-hmm. which that was the big one. That's, That's the one that she won the Grammy that for. Got her, her Grammy. Two Grammys: Best New Artist and Best Contemporary Jazz Album. Yeah. Which this is? It's a beautiful album. You you would very much enjoy it. On that one, we get Little Fly, Knowledge of Good and Evil. Really very small, Mm -hmm. which I will play a quick example of that. And that was really very small. 
It's a very nice track. I like that one very mm-hmm. much. Um, on that one, we also get um, Winter Sun, which we mentioned earlier. I played a little example of mm-hmm. that. That one is a little bit of a longer one. I mean, it's not as long as some other ones I've, I've mentioned on the show before. This one's only uh, six minutes, 48 seconds, Yeah, but Ponte de Aria and Cuerpo y Alma from mm-hmm. her second awesome. album, they're like eight plus, eight minute plus songs, so mm-hmm. they're really long. So what I've noticed just now is that on every album, there's more and more people on it, because the first album, there's three people. The second album, there's like eight. And then this one, let me see, there's one, two, three, four, six, eight, eleven. Well, if you take into consideration, it's probably the people she did the last album with most uh, likely I, no they're all different they're all different that's nuts that's crazy but the also only one who's the same from the last ones was two two people who are the same mm-hmm. and you get uh esperanza and then oh where'd it go where'd he go because this album the piano player oh no mm-hmm. wait yeah leo genovese oh yeah He's on both those two. He's, he's on both of them. So he, stays, he sticks huh. around. I know with this album, she included more instruments because chamber music, if you don't know, chamber music usually is um, comprised of like a keyboard player. At least I'm talking like traditional, if you think classical Baroque mm-hmm. uh, music, chamber music is keyboard player and strings. Yes. And that's what she wanted to do with that inspiration. Of, of that musical side, because even though she plays jazz bass or contemporary bass, she's still a string player, and she wanted to explore that root of her instrument. And she also did, uh, and this other album did a lot uh, chart-wise. So it was it's, really it shows big. up on Canadian charts, the Dutch album ones, French, Norwegian, and then a bunch of more U.S. billboards. Mm-hmm. Actually, on the uh, U.S. Top Heat Seekers albums and U.S. Top albums. Albums, mm-hmm. jazz albums. She ranks at number one. Yeah, which is dope. it was really her big breakthrough. Absolutely, like with this, at least with the general public, because she won that best new artist Grammy. And I know she beat Justin Bieber, but I didn't know that she beat Florence and the Machine. She beat Mumford and Sons. That was and she, a big year, and she beat Drake for best new artist. Which all of those, save for Bieber, are pretty big contenders. Yeah, you know, that's that's insane. So then, after Chamber Music Society, we move on to Radio Music Society. Now, this one... Oh, we didn't mention she sang oh, at the oh, Academy yes. Awards the next year. That's right, she did. She she performed What a Wonderful World. Oh, yeah. During the In Memoriam mm-hmm. for, of, um, the, of the Oscars. That's true. In 2012. Okay. And that was right before Radio Music Society came out. Yes. So Radio Music Society was on March 20th of 2012, which is pretty cool. Now, if you look at the personnel, because production, you get a bunch of people. You get uh, six people in the production, but then for musicians, no, because I lot. saw I saw her on the tour for the Radio Music Society tour, there's a lot of people. and it was so many people on stage. Basically, because there's one song called "Hold on Me," which has a whole big band section, mm-hmm. which they're all on stage for, and. God, this album is so good. It's such a good album, guys. I can't even it's begin. It's amazing. Radio song how is good how they it started. Is. We get Cinnamon Tree, uh, Crown and Kiss, The Land of the Free, Black Gold, which I love. Mm-hmm. I, I adore Black Gold. That, before I actually, you know what? Let's give. I'm going to give you guys a little taste of Radio Song right now. Mm-hmm. 
I actually really love putting that song on because it mentions in the lyrics about like you put this song on when you're like stuck in traffic or you're having like a bad day and it makes you feel better like it's such a feel-good song I love it it's funny because the the song like the lyrics of the song describe what you're doing while you're listening to that song. exactly yeah it's really cool which is really really cool and then um on that one you also get a Vague Suspicions, which I like very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hold On Me, which is very good. Endangered Species. is really good, too. It's very good. Uh, Let Her, which is very good. And then City of Roses. It's basically... The whole album is The whole gold. album is amazing. Like, I feel like there's no dud song It's it, The whole thing is gold. On the album. It's, it's such a good album. It's very, very And good. she wanted this. It's really different from everything she does because it's really more contemporary. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of R&B, a lot of funk... There's, she still has some traditional jazz in there. She has some, um, I think it's Vague Suspicion or, enda- or Endangered Species. That it sounds really experimental. Yes. I at think least, it was Endangered Species. Yeah, at least with her vocals mm-hmm. and stuff. It's so cool. It's, it's really cool, guys. Like, I just recommend just go YouTube, listen to the whole album, and then buy it to support her, please. Yeah, please do. She's fantastic. And then with this album, it, what I, I'm noticing... That every time she puts out a new album, it somehow peaks somewhere Higher. on a different, like in a different country. So this time we get Dutch, French, Japanese, mm-hmm. Norwegian, Spanish, Swedish, Swiss, and then a bunch of U.S. ones. Yeah. Which every time I've noticed her peak position for the for U.S. top jazz albums is always one. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think, let me see her first. No. Esperanza peaked at three. Chamber Music Society was at one. Radio Music Society was at one. Mm-hmm. And then her following album, Emily's, Emily's De-Evolution. De-Evolution. Which, which she mentioned is have, has to do with her musical-like persona. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. It's really cool. It's a really it's an out-there album, but it's really cool. I liked it. So here's a... Uh, well, it was co-produced by Spaulding and then another man named uh, Tony Visconti. Yeah, I've heard of him. Which collaborated a lot with uh, David Bowie. Yeah. Which yeah. is pretty dope. So on the album, yeah, as Claudia mentioned, she sings through her alter ego of Emily, which is her middle name. Which is very Such neat. a pretty name. Her name's very pretty. Emily's a, a lovely name. Yeah, she's also made guest appearances. She, because um, I like Janelle Monae also, and she was on Janelle Monae's Electric Lady album. This is true. She sang, what's the name of the song? Dorothy Dandridge Eyes. Mm-hmm. And there's also another song I love in that album. Shout out to Janelle Monae um, with Solange. That's called oh, yeah. Electric Lady. It's this is true, yeah. Awesome. It's just a great album. That's another person you check out. And she also did a duet with Bruno Mars. She did. Um, on uh, an Orthodox jukebox. Mm-hmm. What a tongue twister. I know. <laughs> That's a tongue twister. It gets me. I didn't... And she can, and I... she performs a lot with, like... She performs a lot with Wayne Shorter. I know she yes. performs a lot with Stevie Wonder... Actually, the the one time I had seen her, it was Wayne Shorter's 80th birthday. Yeah, that's the... That's when, when that's, I'd seen her. That's awesome. It was lovely. That's... Oh, my God. That's awesome. It was very cool. I didn't... It's funny. I, I didn't even put it together. I didn't realize that her middle name was Emily. Huh. Hmm. Yeah. As far as her, like, inspirations base-wise, speaking from my, like, what I know of, I know she... I know she really cites ron carter and dave holland 
Yes. It's like two of her big guys. And if you're a bass player and you know anything about jazz, you know who Ron Carter and you know who Dave Holland are. Like, mm-hmm. those are two really big names. And uh, I personally study Ron Carter a lot. I need to look into him more. Oh, he's awesome. He was he played with Miles Davis in his second yeah, big just... uh, quartet. And he's he's just a phenomenal bass player. Like, he's really... Hmm. Well, as a side note, everyone, everyone I've met... His name is Emily. Is just lovely. Mm-hmm. Just like, hey, Em. Hi, Em. Hello. There. Shout out to the Emilys out there. You know who you are. You are lovely and have a great day. Mm-hmm. So, on that album, we get Good Lava, Unconditional Love, Judas, Earth to Heaven, One, and not the one from Metallica. <laughs> Dude. Actually, no. <laughs> I love that Darkness thing. imprisoning me. All that I see. Absolute see, horror. That's too, that's too dark for Esperanza. She's too lovely for that. No, she's like a ray of sunshine. She is. Especially in concert. She talks and her voice is, her voice is naturally like really high-pitched. And it's which is a thing singers do. Like they'll, they'll talk in their higher range to get used to it. It's so soothing. And she's she's such a sweet... I, I got, like, a poster signed by her, and she's such a sweetheart. She's, like... She has a song on this album called Rest in Pleasure. <laughs> that is... Del- I'm, you know what? I'm going to play a little bit of that right now. Here's Rest in Pleasure. Oh, now what are we going to do With our two fiery souls Yeah, act like you Show it to and rest in pleasure. Great, that was rest in pleasure. Y'all can't see it, but Pika's playing with a ball in his cage right now. I think it's because well, now he's dance? shuffling oh, oh. and now he's climbing the cage. What are you doing? Pika's being silly. I think it's because we weren't paying attention to him and he was like, I'm bored now. Pika's so needy. So after rest in pleasure, we get Ebony and Ivory. Uh, Noble Nobles, mm-hmm. which has a uh, Corey King on that one. Uh, Farewell, Dolly. Elevate or operate. Funk the fear, which is an awesome name. Mm-hmm. I love it, and I want it now. <laughs> which is what I say whenever someone would ask me if I wanted now. to see her. Eight seven seven cash now. <laughs> They're never gonna sponsor us. No. Nope. Hey, nope. sponsor people. Sponsor us. We'll do it. I'll, I'll give shout-outs. I'll do it. I'll do advertisements. Please. It'll be great. I've seen you. Me undies, looking at you guys. <laughs> I've seen you. Audible, I read. I listen Blue to Apron. Things. Blue Apron. Come on, guys. I cook. We, I, I've eaten before. <laughs> Come on. We can do things. But, uh, okay, so on that... Oh, jeez. On that... Uh, on the so album, so many people yeah, worked on this album. the main personnel, there's let me see, one, two, three, four, five, seven, eight, nine, ten. There's like thirteen or fourteen people, and there's additional personnel, mm-hmm. which in the additional you get that's more of the production side. So you get the engineering, the assistant engineering, the mixing, yeah, graphics, uh, photography. Yeah. This album is a lot more fusiony. Yeah, which is awesome. Which is awesome. So, because I know she's really. She's been moving towards, like, really fusion-oriented stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, Radio Music Society had some fusion influence, and now this is, like, full-on fusion. It's awesome. And I say fusion 
if you're a Dragon Ball fan, Fuse. Fusion. <gasps> so <laughs> we're nerds. The uh, her equipment. You get her electric bass. Mm-hmm. There's a, a couple of them actually. There's the Fender Jaco Pistorius jazz yeah. bass, which is pretty rad. Yeah. Uh, Godin A5, which is semi acoustic. It's a five string, also fretless. Southpaw fretless five string. They're all five strings. And they're all fretless because she plays double yeah. bass also. The I don't know what that one is. Moulon? That's M-O-O-L-L-O-N. Moulon, chambered double, P5, P5 fretless, fretless bass. So you get her just two Ampeg amps. You get an Ampeg SVT 4 Pro and a PN 410 HLF cab. Which, people on the production side, you guys know those are actually those are really good. Mm-hmm. Fantastic amps. Um, and then her double bass, she has a 7-8 double bass. That's Which nobody knows where it came from because the manufacturer is unknown. Well, either, yeah, usually because she co- probably got it. Like, she doesn't have, like, a German base or whatever because no, but it's different. No, she gets custom stuff. She gets her own custom stuff. So it's like, she probably keeps that on the download. She has her own luthier mm-hmm. that takes care of... Um, and then she also has a standard Model S1 Check Ease acoustic road bass. Yeah, that's... If you think, like, when people think double bass, they think the big round ones. But when you go on tour... Usually you get, like, the smaller ones. Mm-hmm. Like, my bass uh, professor, uh, Jamie Ousley, he has his own smaller bass that he takes um, whenever he goes on gigs or touring because he's like, oh, I have my big bass and I use that to practice or, like, if a gig is near me. But, like, he goes to Japan and he plays in Japan with his wife. Which is awesome. And, because um, she's a jazz singer. And they, and he'll take the small bass because he's like, it's so much easier. And it's actually pretty cool because you can take the neck off and put it in the thing, and it clips awesome. on and off to make Ooh. traveling easier. That's really neat. Because, fun out. fact, back then, you had to buy, like, two additional airline seats. Yep. On the just air, to on, the base. Just to fly with the base. Because you don't want to trust the throwers throwing oh, yeah. your base in cargo. No, that's not how it works. We know, we know you guys are doing your jobs out there, but come on. That's people's stuff. Don't be rude. Don't be rude. And if it's an instrument, treat it better than you treat your children. Have you ever heard of that YouTube video of the guy who Delta broke his guitar? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was nuts. a giant thing. So, like, take, at least with bass players, they take have Take care of people's things. Don't be rude. Yeah, I know with bass players and cello players and um, people who play large brass instruments, they have to. So, her... on her, We get her... on You know, her words. Awards and nominations... So, yeah, because the album came out last year. Pretty much everything that she's been nominated for, she's won. Yeah. So 2011, you get uh, the Grammy Awards and Boston Music Awards for, for Best artist. New Artist and Jazz Artist of the Year. Yeah. She won both of those. 2012, 2012. she won uh, the award for Performing Arts and Best Contemporary Jazz Artist group from Smithsonian Magazine. Soul Train Music Awards. Soul Train Music Awards. And then 2013 and 2014, she gets awarded... She gets nominated for four Grammys. Yeah, and she won. She, she wins, wins three, three of, of th- three of those four nominations, which is insane. She won for best jazz vocal album for Radio Music Society. She won best instrumental arrangement accompanying vocalist. She won that name. one two years in a row. She won that one for City of Roses and, and for Swing Sweet Low. Low. Yeah, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. So that's more or less. We caught you Spalding. up. She, you're, you're now up to speed. She's absolutely lovely. Mm-hmm. Incredibly talented. She's very good. Listen to her thing. Support her because she's great. Yep. So on the next episode, 
Um, that one is going to be a little weird because I'm going to be in New York for a few weeks. So I will do... Um, we could Skype record. We can Skype record. I've never tried that. That's gonna I've be never tried it. That'll be interesting <laughs> if you want to record an episode while you're up there. I definitely do. And I'm also going to do another small interview with, uh, with my dad. Ooh. My dad's a jazz man, too. Yes. So if you we saw the previous episode... We can continue on this jazz train. The previous episode was uh, Led Zeppelin with a Mr. Juan Escalante... Who's my brother? Yeah, I'm a giant Led Zeppelin fan, so I was. It was a delight listening to you and your brother. The next interview is going to be with another Juan Escalante. This one, our dad. So, <laughs> yeah, my brother and dad are the third and fourth. That's hysterical. That's it's really funny, honestly. Nuts. nuts. So we're going to talk about jazz then too. Mm-hmm. Probably a bit more of the um, traditional side traditional, of it. We might go into smooth because my they love smooth jazz mm-hmm. up there, which is. Interesting. We listen to it every time we have dinner. That's awesome. We have the one music channel just play smooth jazz. It's awesome. Which is really neat. So there's going to be that. Um, same old, same old. You guys know how this works. If you want to get a hold of us, there are a couple of ways to do it. There's you our can, Facebook page. You can do it on the Facebook page, which is the Staff Meeting Podcast, I believe. Or I do nothing. Meeting. Speak I to me. Talk to me about music, please. Just say hi. We're good. We're cool people, I think. So, And you can also email us at... The Staff Meeting Podcast at gmail.com. That is the Staff Meeting Podcast at gmail.com. You can send us questions, suggestions for future shows, pictures of cats. Pictures of cats. You can ask us how we're doing because we're people. Questions about any suggestions, musical or anything. Like anything if you have a question, you anything you guys want. So there is that. Um, let's see here. Aside from the Facebook page and the. Hmm. We're on SoundCloud. SoundCloud is interesting. I'm not sure what Weird the deal scenario with SoundCloud with that. is right now. So we, we have might to figure need that to out. switch to a different hosting site, mm-hmm. which is fine. I'll just have to reset the RSS feed to iTunes, which isn't a big deal. We're on iTunes. You can find us on iTunes and by looking up the staff meeting. Mm-hmm. And we are on the, uh, podcast apps on any, the Android. Any, any podcast app. You on can the find Android. On Android iPhones. Or yeah, I've mentioned the one that I used before is Pocket Cast. Pocket Cast is a good one. Pocket Cast is a really great one for the Android. If you listen on your computer, or your Mac, and you're like, oh, I want to put this on my phone, but I have an Android. Um, your way. That's the app I would suggest. Absolutely. So that's what you're going to want to do. That is it for Esperanza Spalding episode. Playing us out, as is every episode, is Love in Time. So, have a wonderful day, evening, weekend, week, whatever it is that... You're looking fantastic. Don't worry about it. You look great today. Your hair looks great. You smell good. You are lovely. Your eyebrows are on fleek. Is fleek even a thing anymore? (laughs) 